Joining us from... Where in Colorado are you? Grand Junction, Colorado. Grand Junction, Colorado. You know, I was in Colorado two weeks ago. in the Estes Park out near Rocky Mountain National Park. I don't... Yep. Where exactly is Grand Junction? Grand Junction's very western edge, so I'm not far from Utah. So I drove I drove past Estes Park on the way out here. Um, basically taking, like, uh, we took I-80, like, as we drove from Michigan, took I-80 all the way out here to 76, where, uh, you know, um, Nebraska cuts into Colorado then at the northeast edge, took that down into Denver, turns into 70, and took 70 almost as far west as you can in Colorado. So wow. that's where Grand yeah. Junction is. So you still did a lot of driving once you even got to Colorado. Hey, yeah, I mean, getting to Colorado was still like, what, like six hours or something like that, like to get across the state, like with all the mountains and stuff. It was a beautiful how, drive. How I'm, many I'm hours? How many hours from Kalamazoo to Colorado? Just to the total, tip. tip. The, the first time total, you're in Colorado, how many hours? To just the very, very tip of Colorado, straight through about 15 hours. Mm. Um, oh, we did I, stop. We did. We did stop in Nebraska for the night. Um, the first drive through. So we stopped in like, uh, like I think it's North Platte, which is like. About an hour, hour and a half from the Colorado border in Nebraska. But yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, that's uh, Jimmy Karn. We're back with the OG Rooster and the Villain gang. Uh, shout out Tyndall as well. I don't think he ever listens after uh, he stopped participating. I don't think he even listened when he was participating. But shout no, out Tyndall I, anyway. I, you know, I, I happen to personally know that Tyndall is on a golf weekend with a bunch of the boys and. They're up at uh, Arcadia, which is one of the most beautiful courses, not only in Michigan, but probably in the country. Um, they're playing that this weekend uh, as a boys' trip. So um, I know I saw, I saw some pictures of the hikes and stuff he's been doing. So he's uh, he's living it up. Uh, we definitely miss him here, though. For sure. Ar- Arcadia Bluffs, is that what it's called up there? Uh, something like that. Arcadia yeah. Bluffs, something like that. It's, it's, it's in Arcadia, Michigan. Along the Lakeshore, Lake Michigan, Lakeshore in northern Michigan. Nice, yeah. And uh, myself, Mike Steenstrom, back, the Tottenham Hotspur guy. Also, I uh, want to shout out the Women's World Cup pop-up coming up next week at Saints Row Brewing. Should be a good time. Got a lot of sweet 1994 World Cup memorabilia. I'm drinking out of one of the glasswares as we speak here. A little, little uh, I should remember the logo's name, but. I'm blanking on it at the moment from 1994, but it doesn't matter. No, no, uh, definitely check out, uh, um, uh, check out some of the stuff that Mike's been sharing, uh, with, uh, um, uh, with the pop-up stuff, uh, all the giveaways he's got ordered the stuff from eBay, a bunch of 1994, like memorabilia, a lot of really cool stuff. This uh, thing, uh, if you're in, go. No, I was gonna say if you're if you're if you're if you're in the in the uh, in the area around Saints uh, Saints Row, definitely go see him during Women's World Cup. Lots of cool stuff. Lots of cool giveaways. Yeah, I think uh, I think we'll actually have a pretty decent crowd. I, I I'm pretty confident we'll have greater than thirty, but I will I will uh, share the final numbers after it happens. But this one's pretty cool. I got a 1999 
uh, World Cup is right before the game before China. It's like the day before, so they're previewing all the matches. So I got a, bought a bunch of these off of eBay, laminated them. We're gonna hang them up. So yeah, it's cool. I think uh, I, I like what the pop up now has become second iteration. So we'll see if anything comes out of it. Hopefully, it's a good time. That's all. That's all that matters. For sure. If nothing else, the the pop ups, um, you know, over the last year have been nothing but a celebration of the U.S. Uh, U.S. soccer, both men's and women's, and and honestly, like uh, like it's been really cool to see from uh, from a Michigan distance the stuff that you put together, and and like I hope people continue to support it because it's been really fun. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's uh, so far, it's been a giant party on, on mic. So <laughs> who cares? I, I just, I just care that people are enjoying the game, honestly, in the end. And this is much more low cost than my first uh, swing at it. So I'm appreciative of that, but I hope people come lessons, lessons learned for sure. Yes. So, um, I did want to jump quickly into gold star because you attended the game on behalf of the podcast. Uh, so I did, and this, apparently, we didn't talk about it. Apparently not. Apparently, not only did I attend the game at Gold Star for the Maryland uh, Bobcats, but uh, apparently the only game that's going to be played uh, in uh, Madonna, at, University. At Madonna University, yeah, uh, the turf does not meet, uh, the field itself does not meet FIFA standards for professional soccer. Um, you know, I was there, man. It was like, I mean, it, it is a turf field, which I I have issues with in general, but like, here we are in America. Um also you know it was like five feet from you know a pretty major roadway not a highway uh but a pretty major roadway uh there's no lights there's no audio system there um the game itself was was fun like i i you know for the venue that they have at madonna it was full and when i say it was full it's still only 300 ish people but it was full um I stood down the first half by the Gold Star, if you will, supporter section. They did have one drum and about five people. Um, but, like, all those people were along lines of interested, like, if nothing else, like, just to learn about it. Um, I saw, like, more than Detroit City FC would want to admit. I saw a lot of DCFC gear in the stands of people, like, there to attend the game. Uh, granted, it was also like uh, if you wanted to uh, a Detroit home and home, like you could do Gold Star, uh, the one one thirty time start, whatever it was, and then D- DCFC started at like seven later that night, so you could do both if you will. But like the game itself was was fun, man. Like and, you know, I got to stay in like fish side. Um, uh, shout out to Gold Star. You know, Mike and I had talked to some of the people uh, with their with the program they they with some media credentials. Unfortunately some things happened. I wasn't able to stay to do some interviews afterwards, but the game itself I got to stay for uh almost the whole game. It was it was you know a fun watch. Um, you know, I, I thought for long stretches the Bobcast dominated. Uh Gold Star is excellent at the counter press, at least they were Bobcats. Um but it was it was a really, really fun game. I think that um, for anyone who's watched, you know, the 11, uh, was it the 11 sports stream? What, what, what normally does yeah, 11 sports.com. It's so. awful. Everyone's sick of yeah, it. Yeah. The truth of cool. it. But yeah. Cool. So, so it like, you know, it, it's better than absolutely nothing. And I understand that like, it doesn't always do it justice, 
But if you are in the area of any of these these teams, like I've watched the 11 sports broadcasts before, you know, as trying to support Nice, uh, um, but going to the actual game itself, the, the action was far superior life. Like those guys are really, really good soccer players. You get to see quality, physical, uh, intense. Yep. And, you know, young. from that aspect, I, I really enjoyed myself. So, yes, yeah, young and, uh, yeah. As you're talking about it, I'm realizing, did we actually talk about it with Jake on a podcast before? Did people just get another uh, iteration of Gold Stars shoved down their throat there? We It's been... Oh, shit. No, it's... No, oh, I got you. Oh, good. Okay. You hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, so, no, we... Uh, I, I actually... Jake was going to do, like, a Twitch stream, and I tried to join at the game, and then things didn't happen that way. And then I meant to do... Um, because I wasn't able to do the interviews afterwards, I meant to do, like, uh, a recap, which... I didn't do, you know, life happens. And, yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah. You know, it wasn't really. Yeah, we're just not catching up to it. But yeah. it was like, I would I would say my, my takeaway in general is go and watch. Like, I know these, like, it is easy to dismiss a lot of these these games as uh, it's lower league or whatever it is. If you like soccer, right? Like, it's not like going to watch, like, a travel team play. Like, these guys are... Full-grown men. You really good soccer players. Yeah. These are full-grown men playing professional soccer, and they're excellent athletes. The, they, the games themselves it, are always better in person. I, I mean, I am I am here as an admitted Euro snob telling you that I've been to a couple MLS games, and I hate watching MLS on TV, but it is way more fun watching in person. I think that, like, for, for anybody who has the opportunity – go and watch soccer wherever it's at locally or uh, drive a little bit to whatever it might be. Go see it because soccer in person is, is beautiful and exciting and, and way more entertaining in person than it is on TV. We're going to the uh, blues game tomorrow. I just, my, my homeboy, Fred Mathis, who's the GM of the blues reached out to me because I wrote about it in a little, you know, I did a newsletter about the upcoming pop-up and then he responded because I wrote a little blurb about the blues, got some tickets for tomorrow. So it's a playoff game against the Alexandria Reds in the NPSL. They're averaging over 7,000 fans. So I'm very curious to see that atmosphere tomorrow. Very excited. That's it's so impressive for what they've done in a it's first insane. season in in uh you know what would be what is it like uh essentially level four division four of u.s soccer yeah they like i mean they are doing incredible things uh i i'm definitely jealous like i hope they continue to move and grow uh uh, so yeah definitely let us know how the game was but like soccer in person always every single time more impressive than on television um, so that's my aside. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, the Bobcats. I, I mean, I, that's, that's who I support, but it is weird seeing the the blues be so powerful. Cause I want to root for them too. Cause they're a, a Maryland squad. But, uh, speaking of the Bobcats, I did want to just touch on them very briefly since I think people that tap into this podcast might have an interest at this point, but I'll, I'll, I'll make it brief just in case not. Uh, they finally had a win after a, a long, rough stretch on the road against De Leon. Uh, 
Darwin Espinal scored an absolute worldie. He was, he's so good. And then I saw this guy, I think his name's like Mike Pendleton on, on Twitter. He posted a picture of Darwin in an old Tampa Bay Rowdies Jersey from like seven or eight years ago. I, I didn't even realize he played for them. But the fact is this guy, he's about 28, 29 kind of has gone through, you know, he played at Detroit city when they were at Nisa and then came to the Bobcats, but it's just having a fantastic season. So it is nice is a great home for a place like that. And he then went on to score a brace. He had another great goal. Um, tactically, I think Maryland, you know, they lost it to De Leon at home just very recently. So I think they were able to capitalize on what they learned from that game and they just stomped them on the throat. And then I, uh, uh, I really should remember the name of the third goal because it was a beauty up the left side. There was a little step over move. Uh, I think it's Malik Tom or Tunde. I'd have to uh, look it up later, but another third goal. So the Bobcats back in the win column, they play Chattanooga at home next Wednesday. I'm also here to say that saints row brewing who I do the watch parties with is taking over at the Bobcats games. And they actually will be pouring beer for the first time this week. So that's also exciting. And we're promoting the footy club activities at the game. Uh, so I don't know, my world is kind of a conglomeration coming together, like podcast pop-ups and, uh, Bobcats are all kind of aligning now. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to be at the game. I'll be handing out footy club stickers and information about the pop-up there, but I'm also so excited to see Chattanooga, uh, play at the Plex. It's always a great game. So come on out. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that like you talk about Nisa and and guys that have been on different journeys, like well, uh, talk about Chattanooga. Nagel said was a draft pick for New York City FC, I believe. I didn't know and that like, actually. Yeah, so like I mean, there's lots of guys. That, these these aren't like this isn't like an adult league. You know, this is these are professional players like doing their thing. Like definitely get out there and check them out. The it is. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate what Living Sports is trying to do to get the broadcast out there, but there's nothing that replaces seeing any of these games in person. So get out and support local for sure. Yes, I agree with all of that, but it just led me to uh, think about USL and their big news this week and the fact that they're on ESPN Plus. It is a higher broadcast standard, but it looks like mm-hmm. USL might implement promotion relegation, adding a third division within USL and doing like a closed system pro rel. So you'd have to imagine another 10 to 12 cities getting USL squads in the, uh, you know, next couple of years. If that happens, there, there are a couple already announced expansion squads, both for the championship and league one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I don't think that you can include league two largely because, those are college players. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. It so sounded like, like they're going to add an extra league from what I was reading on the athletic article. Yeah. I mean, we'll, 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 we'll see how it, how it shakes out. I think that it's, it's fun. Um, there's other hurdles that need to happen to make it, make it Possible. legitimate, like getting, yeah. yeah well, getting, if you will, whatever they decide to call, what is currently the USL championship, which is the highest level USL getting them division one status. Um, is that is, possible even? I mean, I don't, I, I can't imagine 
I can't imagine because of the incestuous relationship between the United States right. Soccer Federation and MLS that they'd allow that to happen. But like, that's why couldn't it, why do they have to get Division One? Couldn't it still work within like a Division Two and Three? Like, you could yeah. I mean, at least do it between two le- leagues, in my opinion. But I, I I think I think it can happen in in theory. I think that it just become like. If you're talking about like solidifying legitimacy and and to be able to create this in a way that is effectively able to, for lack of better terms, rival MLS as far as whatever their setup is with, because um, this is the thing. Like you talk about, like um, it's not like USL Championship isn't really rivaling MLS. MLS is is standalone. It is the top top division, right? So like. USL is talking about like trying to rival, like how else can we rival the rest of the the pyramid? And that's where MLS is trying to fuck them off with uh, next pro and some of those initiatives. Um, next pro know, does not look like it's doing that well. They're, they, they have the, the monetary, the monetary backing, right? Like I, I, I want USL to work. Like I, I enjoy, I enjoy USL championship. I enjoy, um, USL league one. And, uh, I don't, I don't watch USL league two other than Kalamazoo FC is a USL two team in my area. And I see them probably half dozen times a year at home, you know, like, and that's fun to see. Like, I, I want to support that as well as well as, uh, shout out Kalamazoo FC having USL women's squad as well. Like, you know, th- those are, those are cool things in those senses. I feel like USL is doing a better job of being the local club in the area. And they, I know there's lots of other regional leagues. I'm not trying to dis- discount NPSL or Midwest Premier League or any of that sort of stuff. I'm just saying that like, you know, long term, if we're going to create this, um, USL seems like the opportunity. I wonder right. how much a USL women's squad costs because Maryland is in desperate need of one, and I think it could do well. I have no idea for yeah. the USL. Um, so there, there's like the um, the Super League, which will be like the top level professional league, versus like the USLW league, which is largely still college women's players. Um, like I know Kalamazoo FC had uh, Anna Stinson, who is like uh, Kalamazoo local legend. She, fantastic players like i think she's 30 but she still scored a shit ton of goals this year for comes OC. so it's like a it's like a balance between um your local quote-unquote former pros playing with the college kids type thing huh. um nice but it's i you still want to support like i'd rather support that shit than um something else that, that doesn't fit that bill but if let's say you know purely hypothetical, if a, an MLS team happened to land in Kalamazoo, do you think you'd be an MLS fan? If it was in happen, Kalamazoo, yeah, like, Kalamazoo, purely hypothetical. Listen, if if MLS wants to come to Kalamazoo, I think they're they're choosing poorly as far as like <laughs> I mean demographic. I, I love Kalamazoo. It's, it's definitely not big enough for to support something like that. I, even if like, I'll, I'll even take your hypothetical and say if MLS was in Detroit, um, which is funny, right? Cause Detroit seems to want pro soccer. They have Detroit city FC people support the show. They have. Who's there? Um, child. 
Yeah. Yep. Hey, um, Bethany. They have, uh, they have, they have, they have, you know, um, Michigan stars, they have gold star. Um, and then, um, like, you know, a plethora of Midwest premier league NPSL. they have a lot of teams in Detroit. So if you're talking about like a team that like or a city that's calling out for a team is, is Detroit. But even if an MLS team came to Detroit, I don't have any interest in it. Like, what about I'd GR? Like, Do you think a city like GR could support a Division One soccer cl- club? Like, don't you think people would show out since it's the only Division One squad in Grand Rapids in any sport? Would, I'd want to say yes, but I don't know. Like, I mean, I feel like uh, Grand Rapids FC tried and they had you know largely good support but like not maybe not the best management um and that's kind of what maybe led to their downfall i i I am hoping you know you know you and brad and i have talked about some of the development that they're trying to put in as far as building a stadium in in downtown grand rapids right now um and shout out like call out to anybody who's never been to grand rapids michigan it's a fantastic city like it really is. It's it's a beautiful, big little city, if you will. Um, there's Love everything there. you want to do. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Um, it's and it's 45 minutes from from Lake Michigan. You know, the beat, like all this stuff. But like they're so they're talking about building this this stadium downtown. I think that like if they have the right like the right people behind it, and I'm not like saying anything, but like. <laughs> DeVos Van Andel. Um, like if they like, if we're able to get like, you know, some ownership with some money, like that are going to back it. Um, I think that it could be successful in that sense. I just don't like cash rules. Everything around us cream, uh-huh. get the money dollar, dollar 100%. bill. Y'all hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So your wife was, uh, walking on a new vacation. So let's get to transfer moves and then you got to get the yes. hell out of there. Yep. Uh, so let's talk Villa. Ah, Villa. Um, so I mean, Tillemans and now Pau Torres uh, are. How? Yes. I mean, I think that like um, now signing Pau, right? So you talk about our center backs: Pau Torres, Tyrone Mings, Ezri Kansa, and Diego Carlos, um, who really never got a fair shake last year just because he was injured. He had the Achilles tear at the beginning of the season. I think you're talking about four very good center backs. And, and I, I, I mean this with my chest when I say it, that I love Ezra and Tyrone. Like they balled out, especially after Unai came in, they played very well. I think that there's still opportunity to either continue to push them to be consistent or also to improve upon them um, and build some of that depth. And I also think, think that Kanza can play right back as a cover to uh, for cash uh, being out. Um, those signings are huge. Adding Tillemans with um, Dougie Louise and uh, John McGinn and, um, you know, all the guys that we have in there, like guys that can rotate through that, that center mid position. I think that that's huge. I know Tillemans didn't have a great season for, Lester last year, but like uh, outside of last year, you take that away. He's had a very, very good career. He's still only 26 years old. I, I, I believe in Unai's ability to get the best out of him. Um, and then outside of that, like we're talking about, like, you know, we've got bids in, like legitimate bids in for Musa Diaby. Um, 
it seems expensive, especially since, like, I'm not going to lie, I don't watch a lot of Bundesliga. I hadn't really heard his name until, like, this summer. But, like, you go back and look at, like, his highlights and the, the production he's had for Leverkusen. Um, even his link-up, like, it's been a couple of years now, but, like, he had a very prolific link-up with Leon Bailey when Bailey was at Leverkusen. Um, those things uh, attract are attractive to me. I heard um, Bailey but, might be out of there. I thought I saw. No, no, I don't think I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, I think that I think that he's going to continue growing. Like I think that like for all the struggles he's had, he's been through three managers at Villa. With he came in at Dean Smith. He, like people forget that he came with Dean Smith, had Gerard, and now he's on to Unai. I think he that's needs a, a that's little, a lot of turnover. I think he needs a little bit of that belief that Unai can give him. He's also had some injury knocks, which like can slow you down. But I think that like the talent is fucking there. Like he can be that good and he continues and you continue to provide talent around him to provide him opportunities um, to either score or set up others. He's going to thrive. So I, I fully believe in Leon Bailey uh, continuing to grow. Um, I love, uh, I love the way Buendia played under Unai. I think that there's some growth opportunities there. I think that the coolest thing, like for me as a Villa fan, because I, like I have a, like a love affinity, and so is my daughter. She's she's fucking in love. Uh, Ali Watkins. We haven't really talked about an out-and-out striker signing, right? We brought in Duran. Um, we still have Cameron Archer, who, for like everyone, seems to rate him except for. Villa sometimes, and that drives me nuts. Like he balled yeah. out for the U the U twenty one in uh, yeah, in England. Balled balled out from Middlesbrough last uh, on loan. Like he is a very talented player. So like I, I like though that we're not talking about signing a new striker because we have those young guys, and I think that Ollie Watkins can be the guy with people around him. I am devastated by the fact that um, Jager Ramsey got hurt because I think that outside of everything else that's going on transfers young guys whatever jacob ramsey is 22 he ca- or, uh is he yeah, 22 21 22 captain the england u21 side before he got hurt um that before the final and he is what's the injury guy. uh uh broken metatarsal so broken Oof. foot essentially yeah um, yeah can so you believe be we're we're sitting here less than a month away from the start of the season the prem is so yeah. It's like it's such a short summer. Like just ended. Yeah, he's Jimmy's getting horny over there. Hard nipples. Eleven Burnley versus City. That's less than a month away. That's crazy. So, so that gets me excited. How about you? Like, uh, I know there's lots of stuff going on in Tottenham, but like, uh, start with the guys that you did sign, right? Like you, you made Kulis yeah, Kulis I mean, James made Madison. Coro. Yep. I want to talk about James Madison first because I feel like he brings a lot of what we were missing since Erickson left in that uh, central attacking midfield area. And I thought that 46 million was actually fantastic fee for him, especially considering, you know, there he he's been linked with Tottenham in the past and the numbers were in like the 80, 90 range. So I think they, uh, they got him at a discount. He's a known commodity. I think it's a good signing. Uh, Yeah. They, they signed, Pedro Poro after the loan, uh, Pedro, I thought was solid at the end of the last season, if not a little green still, but I, I think another year and another, another year in the squad getting comfortable. I think, uh, you know, it's a good signing. 
And like you said, Kulisevsky, uh, I've talked about it before. He burned really hot. Uh, the first, when he came in January, the first season and, and him and Benton Kerr, uh, came back and kind of solidified the squad and they were able to make champions league. But then I think he did fall off a little bit, but I think he is our starting right wing and I do love him and he's young still. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm pretty happy that he's signed long-term. We brought a goalie, uh, Vicario. I don't know much about him from Italy, Empoli. 20 million. Uh, I'd like to think that Lewis won't be starting most of the games this year, but we'll see. Uh, then we signed Manor Solomon on a free from Shakhtar. He was owned by Fulham, but was on loan in, in, uh, Ukraine, but apparently is pretty good young winger. So obviously the big news we're all waiting for is Harry Kane to Bayern. It seems likely some days it seems unlikely others. Um, I'm on the fence about it ready to move on with Adam. I'm ready to see him back. So we'll see. Um, they still need depth at center back. So I'm hoping they get a few more signings. Uh, I also saw Sergio Reguillon on the plane in Australia for the preseason. I, I think I, I like the idea of giving him, a, him another shake at left back. I actually really loved him when he was playing. So uh, Benton Kerr, I, I don't know what, what, back. what about, uh, I mean, you got, you got some other guys. So there's, this is the thing, like those are, those are the guys that you like that people remember. I think some people, some players that people don't remember, like uh, last year, you guys bought a player named destiny Udogi, right? From Udinese. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember much about him. Okay. Yep. He's a, he's a wing. He's outside back. Um, I think he's a, a left back. You saw Ryan Sessignon. And the squad just, just uh, yeah. injured a hamstring yesterday. Yep. Uh, let me see. He's still in the squad. Um, you still have players coming back like Tenge and Dumbele. They have players coming back like Giovanni Lo Celso. Um, is Gio Lo Celso coming back? Is that true? Huh. Yes, it is. Yeah, he's still a Tottenham player. Um, I, I think that, Charleston, Basuma, Jed Spence. Yep, Jed Spence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it'll be uh, uh Jed Spence is another one like like you said for Cameron Archer who was killing it in the championship for Middlesbrough. Uh, you know, with Nottingham Forest, he was their best player, it sounded like, and then uh, you know, went to Tottenham, didn't play, went on loan to to Lille, didn't play. So I don't know what's going on in the midfield to be honest. Like I am sick of Hoybier a little bit. I think he's tired. I think he's ready to be gone. Well, Although I, mean, I think the, I guess have some opportunities to like change that midfield. But I think with Betancourt being healthy, you don't need to rely on Hoybier that much. Like, and honestly, like I, I like, I love him as like a man. I feel like he is like iron, but he's not necessarily class. Like there's Correct. a difference between him being out there and, uh, Bentoncourt being out there, same way. I mean, I think Basuma Bentoncourt central defensive midfield pairing is pretty solid. I don't think you're winning the league, but I think maybe you're. No, that's a solid it's, pairing. That's way or Skippy. That's, that's way more class than Skip or Hoybier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although Skip is class, I would argue. He's not class. He not is class. One of your own. He's, he's one of your one own. Of your own. Around. Yeah. Uh, shout out, pour one out for Harry Winks too, heading to Leicester in the uh, championship. I'd like that move for him. 
Uh, I won't be happy. He got relegated in Syria. <laughs> I know. I did that. Uh, I heard that. Sampdoria. He's not playing Siri, Siri Bay. What are the no, yeah. say in Italian? Yeah. All right, Jimbo. I think we've uh, worn out our welcome probably with, among our yeah. wife because I heard my three-year-old crying right above my head. So I got to get out of here too. All right, buddy. Hey, we'll, talk again. we'll talk again. No, we'll talk again in depth soon. We got a long summer to go, buddy. Uh, let's talk a little U.S. Women's National Team uh, World Cup next time. Let's do it, baby. I'm uh, yeah, I'm done to get the boys back together for their old rooster in the villain a bit. You know, for sure. I know shout out Maryland Bobcast, but. It, it's a lot of scheduling. So it, we do have a hard time with just the two of us. It is easier just to pop on a call last minute. And Jake, of course, always welcome on the, uh, prem talk. Hey, I'm out in the desert and now it's like a hundred degrees outside and seven o'clock. So like I feel him a little bit cause I know he works outside. So, uh, shout out to him, but yeah, man, like wherever we are across this great uh, nation, we'll make it work, buddy. Later James. See you, bud. <laughs>